Today is very special. We're going to go on a journey together. That's true. So <laughs> grab your passport, pack your bags, get yes. ready. In uh, the next several episodes, we're going to talk to you about the supernatural. Amen. I'm talking about the real supernatural. That's right. And as for 55 years, I have gone on these missionary trips. I've gone That's in very right. dangerous places, places where they're trying to kill me, places where they told me not to go. Right. Uh, and a few times, well, more than a few, I've taken pastors with me, Christians with me. A lot of times I just tell them, sorry, you can't go. This trip's too dangerous. I'm not, I'm right. not taking you. Sometimes they're illegal and I have to sneak in and out of country. So I, I'm not going to put you in that position. But, uh, but when I do take people with me, I usually give them some kind of an orientation before That's we right. leave uh, the states and yeah. tell them, here's what to expect. Uh, here's what I don't want you to do. There's some rules I have I don't want you to do right. uh, while we're there and things that I do want you to do. Now, if you go on your own trip, you can do whatever you want to. But this is my trip, my rules, and I've done this before. I'm not a rookie, and I've done this before. And most Christians really don't know where they are. They're really... And the supernatural. They're really not located themselves. Right. Uh, uh, spiritually. And so uh, it's like in, in Acts chapter 4, whenever Paul and, I mean, excuse me, whenever P uh, Peter and John had healed the guy at the great gate beautiful and got in trouble for that and got wanted to put them in prison, finally they let them go in, in, in chapter uh, 4 and verse, I believe it's 23, it says, when they were let go, they immediately went to their own company. And see, you, you have a company and you need to find out where that company is. And Brother Hagin used to tell us most Christians don't know who their company is or where their company is, but you need to know, uh, you need to locate yourself. And so uh, the next few episodes, we're going to get on a plane. We're going to hop to this country. Let's go to India. Let's go to Africa. Let's go here. Let's go there. And I'm going to talk to you about some do's and don'ts because we're, we're, we're not just going to teach some Christians or some kids in Sunday school or even a pastor's conference where we're all nice Christians we're dealing with. We're going to do open air crusades where we're fighting hell, where hell knows who we are. They know we're coming and we're going to be casting devils out of people. We're actually going into hell's backyard, the devil's backyard and rescuing people. And, and it's a fight. And so we're going to talk to you about that because you need to be prepared. You don't That's want right. to go ill prepared. And so many Christians are exactly not prepared for that. So stay with us. It's going to be a great several shows, and uh, I think you're going to learn some things, and, and, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Hello everyone, God bless you. Welcome to Terry Mize Ministries More Than Conquerors program. We're on a journey, we're taking a trip. And we want to talk to you some more about that to get move us from the natural over into the supernatural. See the power of God, the glory of God. As we start the program today, I just wanted to remind everybody that, that probably the best way you know, we learned as Pentecostal kids growing up, it, church was all about prayer. Sure. <laughs> we had so much prayer going on in our Pentecostal uh, church and those that we fellowshiped with, and that prayer just became something that was so powerful to me as a child. Oh, yeah. And then when I found out about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, 
and how that was something that I could step out of the natural little girl over into a realm of something that was the big people were doing, you know, and I wasn't left out. And I found out later on through teaching and then uh, learning and growing up and maturing that it's just what Jesus said in Mark chapter 16. He said, and these signs, which are signs, wonders, miracles, those kinds of things, the supernatural, will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Look at that. I mean, they will, uh, new languages, they will pick up serpents if they have to and drink any deadly thing if they if they ended up having, you know, doing that and it wouldn't hurt them. They will, they will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. I mean, I just found out that... You know, the original language says there, hands they shall lay and, and heal, heal they, they shall, shall be. be. And, and I, no, I didn't know that as a little eight-year-old girl when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, but that being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the, like the gateway into the supernatural. It's like taking that step oh, by faith absolutely. into the realm of the Spirit. And so we want to encourage you, uh, wherever you are in life, whatever your circumstances are, last program Terry talked in depth about the five basic needs of mankind. All of us are at different levels in that. And if you're like the folks in some of these countries that Terry has been to, and we're involved in helping the folks in Turkey through the the last two horrific earthquakes that they had, um, life can turn on a dime. It can happen in a split second. And you're left with running out of your house in your pajamas, having lost everything. And so we want to help you be prepared for facing very, very serious things in your life that the enemy would try to come to kill, steal, and destroy, and yet you're ready to walk in the realm of the supernatural. And I think the best place to start is in building up your prayer life, becoming powerful in prayer, and going there first. If we're going to take a trip and move us out of the natural, Terry, Mm -hmm. into the realm of the supernatural, then we have to figure out how to move with the practical things of life that we have to take care of and then move over into that realm of the supernatural. And if you learn how to pray by the Holy Ghost in tongues and then pray the word of God as you pray, which is a big deal. You know, when you learn to pray the word of God, when you learn to pray, like it says in James chapter five, that Elijah was a man of like passions and he prayed and God shut up the heavens for the space of three and a half years. Now that's praying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's praying. And so we want to move well, he didn't from just that pray. Realm. He made the declaration, said, it won't rain again until that's I right. say so. That's right. When you're operating in faith, you're not only going to pray, but you're going to make declarations of faith. That's exactly right. That's I mean, that is such a huge difference, you know, for people in the, in the realm of... Well, of it's the, a different world. Like we were talking yeah. about in the last, last program... Paul, Paul showed us in 2 Corinthians uh, 4.18 right. that there's two worlds. There's the earthly right. and there's the heavenly. Right. And just because we live in this, this world in the third dimension doesn't, doesn't mean there's not another world. Right. Doesn't mean there's not a heavenly. Right. You know, and I've, I've preached for decades when I've talked on living to give and ministered to people on finances that you ought to, you ought to be on first name basis yeah. with the teller at the bank of heaven just <laughs> like you are at the teller at your bank. That's you know, right. they ought to know you ought to be making deposits there right. until you walk in. Right. They say, hey, Renee, you making a deposit again today? And, and sometimes you deposit, sometimes you, 
you withdraw, but there's a there's a heavenly realm, well, a heavenly world, and an earthly is realm, and an ever? earthly world. And Paul said, listen, it sounds like double talk when you just read it, yeah. but if you stop and break it down, look at it. Paul said, we don't look at the things we can see. You right. say, what? What did he say? He said, but we look at the things we cannot see. What? Does that make sense? Yeah. He said, because the things we can, can see, see are temporal or temporary right. or perishable. Right. And the things we cannot see in that world, in the heavenly world, he said, those are eternal. Those will last forever. So if we learn to, if yeah. we learn to be, operate in that world exactly, exactly. and pull things out of that world then, then, and talk to God in that world, right. then uh, those things are eternal. Well, and what it says there, too, when you're comparing, like you just said there, the, the spiritual with the natural, the tangible with the eternal. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, I think in the King James, doesn't it say that the natural is subject to the supernatural? That means that the, the connotation in that also is that the natural uh, has to bow its knees to what's going on in the supernatural. Oh, always, because that's, that's the real world. That's the real we world. We think this is the yeah, real world. See, we've been yes. taught since we were little kids, we've been taught by our parents, we've been taught yeah. by our friends, we've been taught by school, we've been taught by our own experiences, yeah. that the five physical senses are real, and they're right. not. And we, we, we've been taught, you know, touch, taste, smell, you know, sound, feel. Right. I mean, we've been taught that's real. If you can see it, it's real. Right. If you can hear it, it's real. If you can smell it, it's real. Sure. You can sure. taste it, it's real. You know, and that's not true. Uh, the real world is the heavenly. Right. Those things are eternal. Right. So if you, if you start praying about something, believe in God with something, you've got to use faith. Exactly. Right? God's a faith. God, He requires yeah. faith. The just must yeah. live by right. faith. He right. says four times the Old Testament and New, the just must live by faith. Well, if we're going to operate in faith, then we're going to have to realize that world over here is the real world, and we're, we're looking to that world where things are eternal to pull them into this world right. and be able to operate. You know, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you, you get thrust into another world. Mm. And a lot of Christians don't get that. No, In fact, right. I, I did something or didn't do something decades ago that I don't know if I was right or wrong about it. <laughs> uh, and I don't think I've ever confessed it before, but I'll confess uh -huh. it here. Uh -huh. uh, my grandmother, I was very close, as you know, to my right. grandparents, my right. grandma and my granddad. And uh, towards, the, towards the end of her life, maybe the last five years or so of her life, uh, she was wanting to know more about the things of God. I mean, she was born again. Uh, and she'd want to know more about things. She'd ask me questions and stuff. And I was a missionary, and I'd come home and see her. And uh, uh, Jackie, my, pre my first wife, who's in heaven today, asked me one day, she said, she said, have you ever gotten your grandmother filled with the Holy Spirit? And I said, no. And she said, oh, why not? You haven't gotten her filled with the Holy Spirit? I said, no. She said, well, are you going to? I said, no. She said, why not? And I said, well, Jackie, I said, if we... At her age, right, in her small world, right, you know, she doesn't drive, she doesn't go. I mean, you know, she, right. she, you know, I mean, she's healthy, but she, you know, she right. had a pretty small world. The Irish say her her patch was just in this here, you know. Right. I said, in in at her age, she loves God, she prays, she reads the Bible, she loves the Lord dearly. I said, but if I get her filled with the Holy Spirit, it will thrust her right. into another world. 
And it will thrust her into spiritual warfare where there's devils and demons trying to stop her in everything she does. And I said, I just think at the age she is, I don't think I want to push her into that world. Wow. And I'm happy with her being saved, and she's happy with her being saved. (laughs) And she doesn't know the difference. Right. And I'm just not going to do it. And she's... Then she thought about it for a while, a couple of days later. She said, well, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. So again, I'll confess it, but I don't know if I did right or did wrong, but I just thought at her age, in the world she lives in, right. why would I thrust her yeah, into a world where there's demons and devils yes, you know, yes. and spiritual warfare and all this kind of stuff Right. when she can just love the Lord the rest of her life and pray? And, you know, she prays for her kids. She prays for her grandkids. She prays for her right, great-grandkids. Right. I mean, what else does she need to do? Well, and, you know, a lot of those things are the practical side of, of moving over into the realm of the Spirit. Conversely, well, I'm not anything if I'm not practical. Right. I believe in faith being practical. Exactly. The Word being practical. Conversely, you and I both grew up with Pentecostal women, many of them much, much older than us. Oh, yeah. That had lived lives. They were much, much of, older than us. Of, uh, fighting devils right. and praying for their families, right. and they knew what they were doing. Well, they did, and it's the same way with people that are, uh, you know, maybe in a in a local church and they love God and they've heard you and they love missions and they want to go on a missions trip <laughs> with you, but they're but they're not really ready to go do something like that. Oh, their yeah. heart is right. Sure. Their heart is right. They love God. They've, they've spent time in the prayer room. They're raising their family. Um, you've been very careful in your selection of bringing people along oh, with you yes. that, were ab- yes. that were not able or were able to transition out of an American comfortable lifestyle into a very uncomfortable, um, you know, dangerous oh, yeah. environment. Well, you know, I've always said I'm like the Marines. But decades ago, the yeah. Marines had a, had a, their slogan, yeah. their motto was, right. we, we just want a few good a men. A few good men. And that's right. what I always said. I just want to, I don't want ever, yeah. I don't want the whole church to go with me on a mission trip. Right. I don't, want, I don't want, you know, Susie Charismatic and Joe Christian to go. Yeah. I, I, want, I want a few good ones to go. Well, there are a lot of people that view missions um, very romantically. Mm-hmm. And they have rose-colored glasses on. And they have, they're starry-eyed about doing something for the Lord. And they haven't yet, like the Bible teaches in the New Testament, to count the cost of what it's going to take for me to get from my being a housewife or a salesman at a furniture store or even a businessman. It's going to take me out of my comfort zone. I'm going to face devils. I'm going to have to live. If you go do what I do, you do. If you just go with some pastor, your pastor or friend or somebody, just go over to another country, a first world country and and preach at a church. Yeah, right. You know, like like maybe they, yeah. a, a friend of theirs, maybe they went to Bible school together, and right. now this guy's pastor in the States, and this guy's a missionary in, say, Johannesburg or or or, or London or somewhere, right. yeah. and then you're just going to run over there and preach in his church? Mm. Well, you're not going to run into all that stuff. When you go to third world where the yeah, devil's, third world. Where the devil's uh-huh. running things, and you're taking it away from him, then yeah. he didn't appreciate it. No. And I don't appreciate it. He didn't appreciate it, and so so we have a fight. But you, know, you well, go to those other countries, no, it's just like right. a vacation. You say, oh, well, we went to London, and we saw Big Ben, and well, oh, yeah, and we went to church. It's qualifying your trip. I used to say for years, you know, way back in the 70s, I said, I would not, as a pastor's wife, I would not go on a missions trip with anybody 
But Terry Mize and my father-in-law, Bill Dearman, who were director that, that were director of missions right. because of the of danger. Lakewood Church. Lakewood Church, yeah. yeah. He was missions director at Lakewood Church. And, and Bill he knew what he was doing. Bill knew what he was doing. He was a tough guy from Mississippi that had been mm -hmm. in the military. Mm -hmm. He didn't. He had a lot of rough edges. And his little wife, you know, Dean's mama, was just a, <laughs> she wasn't that tall, but she was a prophetess. She was a prophetess. And that, that woman would go all over the world. Yeah, no joke. After Bill died, I tell you, I know I've told you this many times, <laughs> I'd be preaching in the jungle somewhere. Yeah, no joke. I mean, in Burma. Right, right. Illegally. Right. Or in Thailand or or just anywhere. I'd just be preaching along, mind my own business, you know, doing what God called me to do. And Ruthie, your your mother-in-law, yeah. Dean's mama, and, and then her friend Jane, Jane, who traveled with her for years until she right. passed away, they'd just walk in the church or walk in the tent or walk in the open-air crusade. Right. And I'd say, what are you guys doing here? They said, oh, we were preaching down the road here, and we heard you were here and wanted to come see you. Is that so? Well, she's and a tough. She was she, tough. She knew what she was doing. Well, Pastor Daryl Smith said he was over in Thailand or Cambodia doing a— Yeah, with Larry Garza. With Larry Garza. And he said, they're coming down a trail, and out of one other trail, here comes Jane and Ruthie. Here comes like, Jane and Ruthie. It's like Livingston, <laughs> you know, out of the jungles of Africa. Yeah, Stanley and, and Livingston. Stanley and Livingston. <laughs> and here's, hello, here we are. You know that Jane and Ruthie both partnered with me? Oh. They'd send me $10 a month. Oh both my, of them. Both of them. And then Jane, of course, died a number of years before Ruthie did. Talk about accounting system. The Heaven's accounting system <laughs> is way better than this world's banking system and accounting system. But I, I want to say this about them, about, you know, that whole dynamic. When people, you can tell where you are in life, if you're able to handle a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. if your creature comforts are taken away from you, mm -hmm. when you start having to live uh, on, like, We've done it. You've done in different places where you go into hotels in third world countries and there's just a mat laid on a concrete base and mm -hmm. no mattress. Mm -hmm. oh, sure. There's no clean drinking water. There's no indoor plumbing. There's you don't even know if the plates are clean. You're having to clean your own place. Oh, many times. You know, Lynn's uh, sitting over here helping helping Matt. He and Matt are filming with us today. And, and yes. uh, I had Lynn and, on a crusade with me one time in India. And we'd go in at night to eat, and the uh -huh. only place we had to eat. Right. And and you couldn't see; it was dark. They kept the lights really, really, really low. low. Yeah. And so what we'd do every night when we got in to, to the restaurant, we'd feel, and we, right. we'd feel, we'd feel <laughs> our plate, and we'd pick up our plate and, right. and rub on it like this with our hand to see if it's oh. clean or not. Yeah. And it'd yeah, just be yeah. grungy and grody, you know, and right. nasty. So we'd take our shirt or we'd take a, <laughs> something to clean it, right. you know, and then clean the forks. No, you do. Your creature comforts are long gone sometimes. Well, but, and it causes people to be, uh, they don't realize it. That causes them to be afraid, short-tempered, impatient, yeah. rude. Uh, they're, they're anything but being Christ-like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then gossip it'll, it'll, can it'll start. Bring out well, it can be just like Moses in the wilderness mm -hmm. when the children of Israel start grumbling mm -hmm. about, we, he's just brought us out here to die, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and they start complaining. And the best way to what my grandmother used to say about it, she said, you need to sit on yourself. <laughs> She'd say, you need to sit on yourself. And my daddy would say, girl, you're just full of yourself. Well, what happens when you get in those places in life where, where you're not comfortable, where things are not happy? The best way to begin to bring yourself out of it is to pray in tongues a lot. Mm -hmm. And if you, have established, mm -hmm. if you have established that habit way back here, mm -hmm. You're going to handle crisis and 
and oh, yeah. difficult places and, remember why and you're unpleasant there. places, and you'll remember why you're there. This isn't a vacation. No, it's not a vacation. You, you've, gone on, you've gone on a mission for God right? to, to rescue souls. And people that have not developed a strong prayer life, a fierce fighting, uh, advancing, in other words, in, in prayer, you know you're... There are people that have that have learned to pray, and they know when they're fighting a devil in prayer over one of their children. They know they're oh, fighting absolutely. what demons they're fighting, and they've learned to fight in prayer long before they but ever have to see something over here in the natural and in they're, another they're country. They're praying out of the out of the spirit. Yeah, right. They're not praying some little uh, uh, pre-written prayer. No, that's they're not right. saying you now and lay me down to sleep. I mean, they're. You know they're they're praying they're they're coming against fierce. hell. Yeah, fierce they're, prayers. They're warring. And you can tell people that just stand up. You know, deacon so and so lead us in prayer today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, I know people are well-meaning, Terry, but those are not the kinds of prayers that that bring in unseen oh, no. money well, out the of the time. The, they're not even scriptural prayers. Yeah, or it's not, here's somebody sitting in <laughs> oh, your... Oh, Lord bless us, you in know. In your congregation. Bless those that give and those that can't give, those that <laughs> intended to give. It's just a... Just a there's, no, there's no power in that. Then you've got somebody that, that's been given a diagnosis by a doctor that's a death sentence. Yeah. And they come to church and we're going to lay hands on them and say, Father, whatever your will is... Th- I'd no, just as soon not ever hear that no, prayer no. again. Well, that's people why a lot of that, times, I've, I, over the years, especially when we started out new, I wouldn't ask people to pray because I knew I knew they didn't know how to pray. And I don't want them praying for me a, a prayer of unbelief. Yes, I really just knew my own praying. There, if you haven't learned how to pray yet, we want to challenge you to learn how to pray. We can give you we can give you books. You can listen to us talk. Uh, I mean, Brother Hagin's book on why tongues. I mean, there's his book on on prayer. prayer. Uh, you know, I mean, there's just awesome stuff out there that we learn from people that knew how to pray and how to pray the word of God. How you don't to, just you yeah. don't have to make up your own prayer. It's right here. You I, pray the word because the devil is subject to the word. The world is subject to the word. Everything right. in the world was created by that's the word. Right. You know, and we want to see the natural realm, as you've been saying come under submission to the supernatural world. It's, it's like that town I was talking about a while ago when Lynn and I'd come in and have to rub our plates yeah, to yeah, see yeah. if it's dirty or mm-hmm. not, clean or not. Uh, the, the the police actually came to arrest us in that town. Oh they my. came to arrest us and put us in jail. Yes. But hey. the Holy Ghost told me. Listen. Because <laughs> I was in prayer and I was believing God. Yes. And I'd already Hallelujah. prayed it out in America before I ever went. Right. I won the battle over here before I ever went over there. Exactly. And so here we were. Just going around town one day, and the crusade had just just been over. We were going to stay a couple extra days, and uh, the Holy Ghost told me, he "said uh, they're coming to arrest you. Go to the hotel and get out of town." And so I just said to Lynn, I had one of my board members with me, and I, and some, I think maybe we had one my daughter with me, Lori, and uh, and I just turned to him and, and I said, "We're, we're getting the taxi now. I'm getting the taxi, get the taxi on the way to the hotel with the taxi." Uh-huh. I said, "I didn't tell him why." Right. I said, "We're going to get the hotel." I said, "I don't want you going to the bathroom." I don't want you taking a shower. I want you to go up to your room and you pack as fast as you can. You shove stuff in your bag. You get back downstairs and get in this taxi. I don't want you taking five minutes. Right. And, and they, they just said, yes, sir. And they went and did it. And uh, then I told the taxi, you get us to the train station. Don't spare the horses, you know. Yeah. And so we got to the train station and then we we kind of stayed in thick crowds, you know. We couldn't be spotted and then got on the train and left. Eight-hour train ride. And uh, and so several my, my. several uh, the next week That's or so. That's another event, a train ride in a third world country. Oh, yeah. 
with Eastern Dear toilets. God. never mind. Uh, <laughs> Dear God. And, and, and a couple of three days later, I talked to, back to the town we were in, to the, right. the pastor there. And he said, Brother Terry, where'd you go? What happened to you? You just disappeared. And, and uh, he said, the, the police came looking for you. And I said, that's why I disappeared. I said, the Holy Ghost told me the police were going to arrest me. He said, they came to me. He said, and I told them you weren't here. So they went to the hotel and the hotel told them you just left. So they went to the train station and they looked oh for you at goodness. the train station and couldn't find you. And so they gave up. And I said, well, but see, that's what we're talking about, about being in prayer. And listen, in, in that spiritual, that other world, if you just prayer. think there's this world here, yeah. you lose, you know, because there's this other world that's more real than this world. And you, you've got to be aware of that world and know how to function in that. You know, my dear, I guess we've only got three minutes, but my dear friend T.L. Osborne, who's one of the greatest missionaries in the world, is in heaven now, had more, had more miracles and more salvations, I guess, anybody on the planet. And uh, when he and his wife, Daisy, first went to India as young people, right. uh, they didn't win any souls. They didn't have any miracles. They didn't have any healings, nothing. And uh, they didn't know about the supernatural. They didn't know about miracles no, and healing. No, that's right. They didn't. And so they just went and tried to get people saved, just trying to be good Christians. Well, and so yeah, they'd tell them, an they'd, altruistic they'd tell the Muslims and tell right. the Hindus and, and, and they'd say, well, we don't believe that. We've got our own gods. And, right. and, and T.O. would say, well, yeah, but, you know, this is the, this is the word of God. And they'd say, well, we got one just like that. You know, and the Muslims say, we, we got we got our the Koran. And T.O. would say, yeah, but mine's got black leather. Yeah, ours has black leather. Yeah, mine's got gold leaf here. Yeah, ours has gold leaf. Mine's got a couple of little ribbons right here. Ours do too. <laughs> and so he and Daisy came home defeated. Right. They I sure mean, did. defeated. They didn't know what to do. And uh, uh, he told me, he said, Terry, it's as important for a missionary to know when to come home as it is to know when to go. But again, that's and listening to the Holy Ghost. Listen to the Holy Ghost. And finally, they came home in defeat, but they went to a meeting and heard a, a man preaching that prayed for miracles. Yes. And started having miracles. Pow, 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 pow. And he said, Daisy, that's it. That's, that's what we're the missing. Answer. That's the missing answer. Because those Hindu gods can't do that. They can't do that. And so they went back with miracles. And of course, their, his, their the, the, the history reports them as the greatest missionaries and miracle workers ever. That's the truth. That's the truth. I'm telling you, if you will begin on your journey to take the trip from the natural into the supernatural, if you will begin to enhance your prayer life, pray in tongues, get filled with the Holy Spirit, or begin to pray in tongues more than you ever have before, and pray these fiery prayers like yeah. James chapter 5 said about Elijah. I but mean, they, when, when we're in prayer, the, prayer covers a lot of things, Terry. It's worship, it's confession, oh, yeah. it's, oh, it's well, intercession. There's all kinds of prayer. There's all kinds of prayer, intercession, but on, on binding, this journey losing. you've been talking about, yeah. uh, we're going to be killing some, killing some sacred cows, yes. some Christian sacred cows. I mean, pushing them over. It's good Because for the us. term supernatural yes. has really not sunk in on the church, I don't think. They have to know our church, the church. Right. The Christian right. must know right. there is a natural world, an earthly, and there's a heavenly. That's right. And we've got to learn how to deal with that and have the supernatural, have miracles, think exactly. miracles, pray miracles, and see miracles. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. Don't make prayer like a seance or, a, or an event. Live prayer all the time, and you'll hear more clearly from the Holy Spirit, and you'll know more about how to function in the, on the practical side, oh, yeah. even of your everyday life, because it's got to work in your everyday life. And our time is gone for today, and we want to remind you one more time that you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye.
Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you.